welcome to the Mystery Stone Podcast. I am your MC, CJ, here with... And I am your co-host, Michael. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. There's, a crap <laughs> There's so much snow on the ground outside. Yeah, we got, what, like 12 inches? Uh, I think it was Something. like 12 to 14 inches Too two much. days ago. Too much. That's how much we got. Too much. Yeah, CJ, snow hitter. I, don't, <laughs> I do not like snow. It's all good. Oh, man. Uh, but... Uh, Today, uh, before we get started, just want to let you guys know if you want to reach out and talk to us, uh, you can reach out to us on uh, Instagram. That's like our big platform that we really use. That's mystery.stone.podcast. And then Mike has his personal. My personal Instagram. If you guys want to check out my personal work, um, any, in my writings, my art, or send me any messages, just about anything, really, um, it is the.omniscient.void. So yeah, that's my Instagram. Okay. And then uh, if you want to hit us on Twitter, we're at Baronlands dot. No, I'm sorry. At Baronlands Stew is the Twitter. I want to add dots and everything now. Yeah, that's, that, that's the way to live. I mean, pretty much the, the, uh, the dot is the primordial focus it's of like, existence, right? Right. In the, in the eternal void. Did you just make that up? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, in terms of Kabbalah and things like that, it's kind of, it's very relevant. Well, even back in the day, like, the, like the ancient symbolization of, like, the, the, the all and all inside the all is, like, the dot and then the circle, you know, so. Oh, okay. We're just kind of, just kind of pulling from metaphysical sources. Uh, there we go. You know what I mean? That's what we do here. That's what we do. Uh, today, uh, we're talking about something we probably should have talked about ages ago, really, like, several episodes ago. But we didn't. No. So now we are. <laughs> you guys loved our aliens philosopher talk so much. We're going to do this one now because we think you'll like it better. <laughs> the aliens are coming. Yeah, did you hear about that um, That Israeli leader who said that the aliens are in waiting? Uh, who, and it was, it was like in the morning call and everything, too, like that, that the aliens are in waiting um, until, until we're ready, but, but that they're here. Like, and, and they're going to be like making some appearance or something like that whenever we're ready. I 100% buy that. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, I think there's been a couple leaders who have been saying stuff like that. And um, I don't know, a lot of people are talking about the age of Aquarius coming up, you know, the 3D, the 5D shift and all these things. But we will see. I don't know. I mean, I mean maybe they were I'm like, looking forward to it. Maybe they were like ready for it. And then they were like, oh, well, no, wait, they're killing each other again. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, uh, we'll just we'll just wait till, I don't know, maybe 2021. That's what humans do. That's what humans do. We kill stuff. If you think about it, we really need like the humanity as a whole. I think that's what nature does, right? In a way, but there are very, very few animals on the planet that kill for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's animals that kill for necessity, you know, in terms of eating, right? Oh, 100%. You know? I mean, so that, that's, like, that's predation, that's, but it's kind of what we do. But there are very, no, like we kill for enjoyment. Some do. Mm-hmm. Very small few do. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it's very small. How, how, well, in terms of the general population, I'm assuming that's a minority who trophy hunts, right? Well, I, I mean, you don't think about necessarily just trophy hunting, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a huge one. That's a major, like, that's a that's a large, a massive example. Mm-hmm. But it, even like uh, your wife calls you to come kill a spider for her and you kill it and then there's enjoyment afterwards. You killed something for enjoyment. I mean, I guess it depends who you're asking. I mean, I, that's the last thing I want to do is kill a bug. <laughs> right. I, I don't, I don't like to kill things personally. I don't get any type of enjoyment. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not out a, of it. But yeah, I'm not a big anyway. fan. It's not really something to debate. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of killing stuff either. But I really yeah, think, I, kill I really think that that's why the aliens really haven't started talking to us. As, as like, because humanity as a whole, we we get too much enjoyment out of murder. So it could be. Yeah. It could be. I think I feel like I feel like to 
interact on an intergalactic level, we need to not have a mindset where our first reaction is to kill stuff. Yeah, I think it also uh, the, is is a big factor is our like, our own frequency, our own vibration, uh, and the the collective consciousness of humanity in terms of the frequencies of the planet. I don't know if like them interacting with our frequency would cause any type of like um, weird type of um, interference waves in a sense between consciousness levels um, to the point where we would be completely in fear and and um, it just wouldn't make sense or align properly. I don't know if that's a, a part of it too. But I've, I don't I've know. had a similar conversation with somebody else and at one time, and he said, "Well, if you want them to talk to you, we need humanity to stop fighting over shiny stones." <laughs> Which is funny because I think um, in uh, Scientology, Zeno, the uh, the top alien who kind of sent us down here, I guess to some degree, uh, had us created to mine gold. I think something like that. So maybe it's just kind of in our DNA to uh, love shiny things because we're just a slave race, and that's all this is. Maybe. It's an interesting concept. I'm, I'm not on the Scientology train, though. Neither am I. Um, but I guess we're talking about elements, right? Yeah, none of this has absolutely <laughs> anything to do with our subject today. Although the elements, you could say, comprises all this stuff. So, and I mean, it depends on your school of thought. Yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah, today we're talking about the elements. Mm -hmm. All five of them. Yeah, so, with that said. Oh, you want me to keep going? Well, I don't know. Sure. I mean... <laughs> Oh, okay. You know, I'm just the MC. We're dancing. All right, yeah. No, uh, the, the five elements that we're uh, talking about today, uh, most people involved in the metaphysical community uh, are well aware of it. Uh, meditation practices, they're real big with that. And um, the martial arts, it's a big deal. Uh, we're talking about earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. Uh, you'll find all five of those on the uh, pentacle and the pentagram. And they have a associated cardinal directions. They're in your tarot. Uh, you call upon elemental spirits for certain spell workings to amplify what you're doing. Though we don't recommend that unless you have somebody teaching you and you have some like experience or something behind that. There's a lot of practice that goes into uh, working with elementals before you even try to work with them directly. There's a lot of meditation, a lot of uh, grounding work that you do. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, Mike, do you have anything to add before we uh, start talking about the individual elements? Um, I guess the things oh. I can kind of add is these things are, you know, said, and, it, and this is another thing where it depends on the, tr the tradition that we're talking about, because the, you know, the quote unquote elements are seen differently in different traditions. They're, there's different names for, for, for the elements in different traditions. There's even, you know, um, even the same elements we're talking about here, earth, air, water, fire, like the, you know, the, the essential ones that we hear about a lot in esotericism and ancient philosophy, um, you know, even those are, aren't really necessarily the same depending on what tradition that you're talking about. So, I mean, so this, this is, we're, we're specifically primarily dealing with the elements of earth, air, water, fire, and, and a little bit of um, aether, spirit, or void, or whichever you want to call it. And, um, you know, different traditions label that one differently too. And um, so, yeah, but, um, in, in terms of like an introduction to into where they came from, apparently this one, uh, philosopher Empedocles, uh, first proposed the four elements um, in the fifth century BC, and they weren't called the elements to him. In Greek, I think it, it was a word that kind of translated into English, um, something along the lines of roots. So it kind of, I guess, to him, it was like kind of like the primordial, you know, building blocks to existence. And then um, Plato. 
as far as I as far as I know, was the first to label them as the elements. Um, I forget which what exact book that uh, that came from, but um, yeah. So Empedocles, fifth century, and Plato was on the label of the elements. You know, if you really think about it, like it's not wrong because uh, they found these underwater heating vents that they're calling the cradle of life. Hmm. Um, fairly recently in the last couple of years, and these are heat vents mm-hmm. that. They're super hot, so there's your fire. They come up and out of the dirt. There's your earth. And they have these gas bubbles. There's your air. And mm-hmm. they're completely underwater. And these these combinations form new bacteria. Yeah, what was like the, the theory that we came from? Yeah, some, some vents underwater under the ocean a long time ago. It was like single cells yeah, and all, we evolved into All this. these things combined in a... It's basically like running an algorithm infinitely yeah. until you get the coincidence of these these uh, various chemicals along with uh, the heating the catalyst of heating they mm-hmm. combine and they accidentally form life yeah just accidentally yeah you run something on an infinite level though yeah an accident is inevitable and then coincidence isn't really a coincidence it's just a matter of time yeah and then you get these single-celled organisms, and then they start behaving in different ways, and they start forming different structures, and then they start dividing, and then they move on. And just somehow it just has a mind of its own. It just does it. It's wild, right? It's pretty, it's pretty intense to think about that. Like They, yeah, they just really get the intense. right combination of chemicals and energy in the same spot, mm-hmm. and all five of these elements, and boom. Yeah, life. just like that. Life. But I guess it depends on... Um... Well, reviewing his life. That's a whole other, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> it's like a whole other metaphysical topic. What is life? We should <laughs> talk about that sometime. Yeah, yeah it could be like a philosophical talk. <laughs> we'll bring David S. Deer back for that. It's like, dude, it's just consciousness. Whatever is alive, whatever, whatever can, uh, has a will. It's we like, should oh, just, like, we should just hit uh, David S. Deer and just include him in all the phys- philosophical Yeah, well, David, especially it, that one. Hey, Dave. If you're listening. <laughs> you want to come on for that one? <laughs> you want to be on all of the phys- philosophical talks? We'll bring you back. Yeah, for real. But yeah, in terms of the four elements, um, that's that's pretty much a, a brief uh, introduction. And you know, there, it's interesting because in terms of like, yeah, there's there's five overall, but you know, there's there's four main ones uh, in the traditional. Um, you know, in terms of like what what they focus on a lot. Of course, spirit's a, a major one too. But you'll see you'll see earth, air, fire, water more than anything else. And then you'll see like the four states of matter, which are like solid, liquid, gas, plasma. And solid could be like earth. Uh, liquid could be equated to water. Gas can be equated to air, and plasma can be equated to fire. Um, it's just kind of a little correlation uh, to some degree. Not necessarily that they're like 100% attributed to each other, but just it's it's interesting to see, um, you know, just the the, the pattern of four, uh, or just the patterns in general that exist throughout nature. But we're, we're going to go delve into these elements individually a little bit more. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know if you want to start with Earth. I yeah, don't know. let's start with the densest one. The let's start with the Earth. One. Let's start with Earth, which is represented by the cardinal direction north. Uh, if you're in the southern hemisphere, it actually is south. Uh, but in the northern hemisphere up here, uh, we equate it to north. Uh, the archangel associated with that is Uriel, uh, and tarot-wise, it's associated with pentacles. Yeah, so in terms of like, the, I'm trying, I'm trying to like organize everything I have here. <laughs> this is kind of hard going from like one to one um, for me personally. Um, in terms of uh, the zodiacal relations uh, of Earth, so and and and, and you, you can find these elements going across many different traditions. You can find the elements, um, I guess, a brief overview also where you can find them. You can find them uh, attributed to the Kabbalistic tree of life. Um, you can find them attributed 
to um, the the zodiac. There's three different uh, there's three different zodiac um, signs per um, per element. Uh, they also help each have their own different traits. Like say the four different traits of the elements involve um, heat, dry, cold, and moist. And each of the four elements uh, involve a different um, a different combination of two of those, um, which which we'll be seeing in a little bit. Um, and there are there are also genders that are associated with the elements. And like I said, these aren't these aren't universal, um, but they're they're um, they're pretty common amongst a lot of tra traditions. Uh, the ones I, um, we're going to be speaking of, at least the attributes. Um, and what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Yeah, so in terms of the zodiac, um, Earth, the three signs that are related to Earth are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Also in terms of Earth, it's considered a feminine sign. And um, in terms of the uh, Kabbalah, um, Earth... Oh, man, Earth is Earth is related to Malkuth, the kingdom, which is the 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 tenth sphere in the tree of life, the very bottom sphere. Um, and man, what else? What else we got for Earth? This is a really hard way for me to do this. The martial arts, while well, like if you're thinking, because I mean, a lot of martial arts are also associated with meditative practices, and mm -hmm. it forms these disciplines and these routines. If if you're ever actually having a problem with routine and 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 discipline and and the repetition. Of things, martial arts is a fantastic way to pick that up. It'll also give you one hell of a workout mm -hmm. while you're doing it. Uh, but like um, in, in the terms of martial arts, an earth style is very grounded, very solid, very defensive, and you're not moving me. Yeah. Uh, a good example of that would be uh, the basic karate. A lot of people, uh, karate is like your big one. You know, or jujitsu is kind of like a an earth one. Um, it's like on the ground a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know I would, if that's considered earth. It probably, it, it's very, it's very centered. It's very low. It's very, um, uh, puts you into submission. Uh, they don't really dance around too much. They really like uh, jujitsu, especially Brazilian jujitsu, uh, with its ground and pound. Really, um, mm -hmm. it, it it gets to the point and. It's very much so about like being like the dominant one, but not being aggressive. Yeah, I'm assuming even wrestling. Maybe wrestling is like an earth. Oh yeah, earth type thing too. I don't know. I never really got fully into martial arts like that. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I mean the, the, the it, it's tough to go through like all of them, and yeah, you know, a lot of times like a lot of them will will contradict with each other and and things like that. So, but uh, I mean, it, it's just an interesting way, especially like, if you're looking for. If you're looking to get a more grounded state of being, mm -hmm. meditation-wise, um, earth meditations and uh, earth martial arts styles are a very good way to do that. Cool, cool. Yeah, and um, even on the Tree of Life, the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, there's different pathways um, and different and other spheres that deal with um, earth, air, water, fire. Um, it's just in different systems, um, especially if you're starting out. Um, say, like, even Astrum Argentium, Al Alistair Crowley's uh, Mystery School, or um, the Golden Dawn, um, you know, they all utilize the Tree of Life. And their amalgamation of their system. And um, if you're a neophyte, if you're like just entering, um, then you're going to be working primarily, uh, not 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 a neophyte. I think the first the first is Zelator and uh, Astrum Argentium and in um, the Golden Dawn. Since they kind of play, play off each other, um, that first grade after neophyte, um, that one deals with mastering the the elements of Earth within you. And these elements as well, um, they you know they are said to com 
you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's like a literal thing, but this is the theory behind it was, at least at the time, um, that the elements comprise everything in existence. Um, the everything in existence deals with one of these elements or is combined of a few of these elements. And in alchemy, the the theory was that you can, you can um, transmute any type of element into another one or, or transmute any base metal into gold. And in doing so, you, you also transmute your own base metal of your, of your, of your body and in, in, into the philosopher's stone of, of, you know, of, of enlightening and aliving your, your spirit within. Um, so that's the significance on the tree of life for the most part. And like I said, you know, it depends, depends what tree of life you're dealing with and what system you're dealing with. Um, what else we, earth for the tree, I think there's something else for the tree of life in terms of earth. But, um, in the meantime, uh, in terms of the tarot and the tarot, the tarot deals with the four elements. And you see in the tarot, you see, you see the wands, you see the swords, you see the cups, and you see the pentacles. Or, you know, they're also sometimes called coins. Um, and in terms of earth, earth in the tarot is attributed to the pentacles or the coins, which is also interesting because, um, like CJ, CJ had said, in terms of the direction in the archangel, if you're, if you're performing the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, which is one of the most common, the most essential uh, rituals in terms of Western ceremonial magic, um, when you're evo when when you're invoking um Ariel or Uriel, uh there's no there's no right name in terms of um which one you use. Um Ariel uh, is holding a pentacle and it stands for um the element of earth. So in terms of the lesser banishing ritual, the pentagram, you deal with, you know, not only purification of your and cleansing of your aura, but you deal with kind of balancing and harmonizing the elements within. And it's an, it's an amazing exercise for anyone interested. That's probably the foundational ritual I would suggest anyone getting involved um, with Western ceremonial magic. Um, and we've talked about that um, numerous times on this podcast as well. Um, but yeah, and also in terms of the Kabbalah, um, there's four different worlds in, 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 in Kabbalah. Um, and for, for those of you guys don't, who don't know this in, in, in full, real quick, the Kabbalah is pretty much... Um, it's Jewish, uh, Jewish mysticism. The words means transmit or to receive. Um, I think it came to us around 1300s AD. And um, the really common glyph that you'll see is the tree of life. It has 10 sephira, which are like the 10 circles that you see. And you, there's 22 lines that connect it. It's a really, really, really common glyph if you're into esotericism or uh, any Western uh, mystery tradition. And in, well, coming back to what I was saying, in Kabbalah, there's four different worlds. Um, there's Asaya. There's there's Yetzira, there's Bria, and there's Atzaluth. And in terms of Earth, um, or the Pentacles, that deals with the fourth and densest world, which is Asaya, or Asiya. I think it's Asaya, though. I don't know. I could be wrong in terms of the, uh, all these words are Hebrew words, so <laughs> I might pronounce some of them wrong. But um, but yeah, uh, Earth deals with, of course, you know, the, the final stage of, of manifestation. Earth is also the most densest of the four elements. It's kind of Earth and even certain traditions, Earth isn't even considered a, a an element. Uh, Earth is considered just kind of a byproduct of the three initial elements of um of fire, water, and air. So yeah, it all it all really depends on where you're coming from. But um yeah, Earth is the densest, and um, yeah, that's what I have for Earth. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so in that case, uh, we'll move down to air, which is represented by the East, which is Raphael. Of as the archangel, and then um, in the tarot is represented by wands. Uh, air is a special element for me. Um, my the martial arts style that I do is uh, Bujinkan Taijutsu, 
which is uh, an air element uh, style of martial arts. Um, the there's like an attitude that comes with uh, with air, and it it really is. It's it's not about holding on to things and like grudges and 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 feelings in general. It's really and like letting letting situations get the best of you. It's really just about going with the flow mm-hmm. and just traveling that path and. You know, even though it's it can be gentle and pleasant and wistful, it can be ferocious when it needs to be. Yeah, you know, air can really tear things apart if it if it needs to. Uh, it, it's such a significant element for me. I actually have um the kanji for it tattooed on my leg. I did it myself. You did it yourself. I did. I, I tattooed it myself. <laughs> and you did it well. Um, and it, I don't know. It's just uh, uh, if it's important, like uh. No, it's just really important to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's 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 hard to it's hard to articulate, or it's hard to um, kind of have these uh, our 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 notes kind of coincide. <laughs> so I'm trying to trying to leave off where you're at. Um, in terms of air, um, <clears throat> and I think I, I think I left out what um what Earth was in terms of its qualities. Um, Earth was cold and dry. So like I said before, there's four different qualities. There's there's heat, dryness. There's cold and moisture. Um, so earth is cold and dry. Those are the two attributes associated with the earth. Now coming to air, air deals within the Zodiac, um, the three signs of Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Um, in terms of the four states of matter, air can be kind of relative or attributed to gas. Um, in terms of the qualities of air, um, air deals with, uh, heat and moisture. In terms of the gender, uh, just like earth was feminine, air is now masculine. Um, and the traits involved in a human being. And I don't, even, I don't think we mentioned the traits in terms of earth. Um, so we'll just quickly uh, say the, the traits of, of earth. So in terms of earth, you know, earth had two qualities, like I said. Earth was cold and earth was dry. Um, in terms of the qualities uh, in a human being for earth, and just like, you know, uh, just like how everything in the universe is comprised of the elements. Um, all these elements are comprised in man as well. And that's the theory that, you know, everything as above, so below, uh, we're like a miniature version of the universe and we could tap into these same forces within ourselves and balance them. So that's the whole theory behind, you know, the traits within us and, and the balancing aspects and things like that. Um, so the attributes for earth and in in us is the cold side of earth deals with being grounded uh, and methodical amongst others. And these are, I'm just going to uh, list a few because there's, there's a lot. There's yeah, a lot there, of tributes. There's like seven or eight for positive and seven, eight for, for negative. Yeah. So I'm just going to name like a couple, just the general, uh, you know, general theme for it. Um, and, ter- and in terms of the dry aspect of earth, uh, that's the practical and stubborn um, aspect. Um, and, and then we're coming to air now. So air, uh, air is heat and moisture. So the traits for the heat side of air are explorative and seeking. Uh, in terms of the moist side, it's connection and being social. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I already talked about the zodiac relations between the two. Uh, in terms of the Kabbalistic tree of life, um, air uh, deals with the Asod, which is the nine Sephira, and that is right above Malkuth. Um, and then in terms of the four worlds of Kabbalah, um, air deals with the... Um, uh, air deals with the the third world uh, of manifestation. That's Yedzira, uh, which means formation, and that yeah, that's air and swords. Um, let's see what we got in terms of the tarot. Air de- air de- air deals with the swords, and um, yeah, that's what I got for air. 
Oh, uh, so uh, in, in my research, it said that air dealt with wands because swords was a more physical thing, and they attributed that to fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swords of fire. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're interchangeable. Wait, no, that's, no, no wait, I, I think I'm messing up at this point. Um, well, sword, sword, they, sword is fire. I'm pretty sure sword is fire. Because, uh, okay, so I, one of my main sources here is a book called Elemental Magic by DJ Conway. And in the book, she did say that um, air was originally attributed to swords, but they, she wanted to change it over to uh, wands because swords being a more physical thing associates better with fire. Yeah, you know, this is the, this is the problem with me not utilizing any tools too often <laughs> because a lot of these things are like tool-oriented in magic. Um, yeah, in terms of, uh, I, think, I think swords is traditionally deals with air. And wants traditionally deals with fire. Like I said, this is another one of those things where it gets flipped, so it gets confusing. Yeah, but I think traditionally swords deals with air. I think I think you're right. I think that's what you, I think that's what it says. In traditionally, but uh, mm-hmm. more modern day, it's it's flipped because it made more sense. Uh, yeah, I've never seen that. No, no. I mean, not not modern stuff. Not yeah, but maybe. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You know. Okay. So. Well, I mean, th- th- that's just I read it out of that book. Yeah, yeah. that was my primary research material. No. Yeah, no, it's it's like it gets confusing. I got because... a whole book just to do this episode. <laughs> I read it in three days. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just so you guys know, air is traditionally associated with swords, and fire is traditionally associated with wands. Um, in terms of like you know the practice, in terms of the tarot, in terms of magical implements, things along those lines. Um, also for air, it deals with the archangel Raphael, and the lesser banishing ritual, the pentagram, and just attributes in general and he traditionally wears a yellow robe um and we already spoke about earth which is ariel and he wears like a dark green robe in the visualizations of the invocation um and in terms of the seasons um kind of backtracking to earth again uh you know winter can be attributed to ariel and 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 earth in terms of the northern direction and Raphael can deal with the season of spring um, at least in the LBRP, uh, if you're adding, you know, different types of seasons to the cardinal directions and the invocations as well. So, um, so yeah, that's air. That's what we got for air. Yeah. I, uh, I had a thought, but I lost it. Whatever. We'll move on. <laughs> it's a little struggle. Oh <laughs> uh, man. It, it is a little bit sometimes cause this is, it's, it's a lot to cram into one episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am a little burned out from reading an entire book in three days. Yeah, what's another thing is like we, we come into these things with, with different, I guess, ideas of structure. We like go about our weeks. We go, you know, we, we work, we do this and that. We do our research. We put together what we know. And then we have our certain layouts, you know what I mean, in terms of what we're going to do. Or, you know, just kind of like reference notes. And then we have to like try to mash them up and, and, and have them sync up on the spot. So yeah. <laughs> that's and, like there's, there's any type of like little disharmonies here and there. Like, okay, all right, what we doing? What we doing? What we doing? Right. And we don't, like, col- we don't collaborate. On the spot. <laughs> we don't collaborate our notes ahead of time. No, we so don't then we time. get these contradictions. Like, yeah. like we just had with like what tarot what tarot sign was associated with. Yeah. Um so that's funny. All right, we'll move the fire, which is represented in the south. And uh if you're in the southern hemisphere, it's represented in the north. It's also the Archangel for Fire is Michael or Mikael. Mikael. My Mikael. Man. Yeah. That was my confirmation name back in the day. And then I guess uh like I said, my research turned up that the tarot representation is swords, but I guess traditionally it's wands. It's wands, yeah. So you know, not, I guess, I guess in a way magic is very fluid and associations can change based on oh, the, yeah. about uh-huh. the mindset of the person. There's so many, so many, so many different versions of so many different traditions that, you know, whatever means yeah. something to one is different than another. <laughs> it's crazy. Fire, fire was an interesting element for me to read about. Um, 
it was recommended to not work with the fire element until you've worked with all the other ones. All the other ones. Well, that's that's the primary one, and the Golden Dawn and Astrum Argentium, and um, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, fire was is the last one you work on it before before you hit um before you, you you cross to the higher. Right, and and the spirits are inherently dangerous and unwieldy and not really uh, super easy to work with. And the the spell work in itself is can be very aggressive, and I I, I can see that because uh, if you look at the martial arts styles for fire, you're looking at something like Krav Maga, which mm-hmm. is the Israeli military combat, um, and their main fo- main uh, focus within Krav Maga is something called bursting, and it is aggressive and in your f- Krav Maga is no joke mm-hmm. on and if, if someone's like I'm a Krav master like. You don't want to spar that person. <laughs> um, we 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 did that. Uh, the the person that trained me is actually a ninja who lives down the hallway. He is what you call my <laughs> my, my uke, uh, and uh, yeah, I trained with him underneath Sensei. And we had somebody come in and and I watched you know this Krav guy really put ninja down on the floor. And the 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 style <laughs> is like the style is serious. Like, yeah, well, it, there's no joking about it. Like it, the the point of that style is to kill you as fast as possible. Yeah, I heard that. Um, I heard that Krav Maga is like one of the you know I guess like e like one of the fastest learning martial arts, but like one of the most effective and hardcore. Yeah, there's um, uh, they they, they utilize something called the three sixty defense, um, which I I believe is effective. I personally don't like the idea of using your arms to block kicks. Not a fan of that, um, just because. Your your legs are naturally extremely strong, and yeah. blocking a kick with a forearm, you could break your arm. But I mean, they're they're trained to do this specific thing. And the, the in my style, like I said, I do tai jitsu. Uh, the kick block, you actually block with your feet. Mm-hmm. So when I I dabbled in a little bit of krav out of curiosity, it it, it conflicted. I mean, that kind of makes sense that it would conflict with an air style. So, like, I couldn't get yeah. my mind around it. But the bursting the bursting technique is phenomenal. Um, and you can really see the fire element within that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, fire overall, um, uh, from what I've read and everything is very, very aggressive. Uh, people associated with fire can have hot tempers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, passion. That's like a passionate element. Yeah. And, um, I believe it's also associated with love to a degree in a way, but, uh, I'm, I'm sure you can add on to that. Yeah, um, in terms of fire, this is it's interesting because um, when we, when we come to the Tetragrammaton or uh, Jehovah, as the Jehovah's Witnesses um, exclaim it to be, or um, you know um, the four word of God, <clears throat> uh, fire is associated with Yod, the first letter. Um, Earth is affiliated with the last hay. There's two hays in Yodi Vav Hay or the Tetragrammaton, um, and so the Tetragrammaton in the Old Testament. Um, that could be looked at as an elemental formation to the entire creation of the universe. Um, and so you have yod, which is which is fire, um, hay, which I believe is water, vav uh, is air, and the last hay is earth. And so like that's kind of like a, uh, an alchemical formula for like the composite creation of, of existence. Um, that's like one way to look at it, and that's how uh, the Kabbalistic um, minds look at. It. That that four-lettered name of God. Um, also, fire. Um, what we got fire can deal with plasma, which is 
like pretty much like the most gaseous uh, state of matter. Um, and, and different uh, different traditions will view fire as like the first primordial element, you know, underneath spirit. And so, and that's the way I like to view it. And that's the way even the, the Golden Dawn viewed it in terms of uh, their four introduction, uh, uh, their four um, main initiation uh, phases. And then um, other, other traditions will say that water is one of the most primordial elements before all that. Um, and that uh, water can be relative to the void or the nothingness and things along those lines. But, you know, it's really, it's, it's really dependent on, on, um, on, on the, you know, the, the style of thought for me, fire is kind of like the most quintessential underneath, um, underneath a uh, spirit, but that's just, that's just kind of what I follow in terms of that. Uh, the Zodiac relations for fire, uh, include the three signs of Aries, Libra and Sagittarius. Um, fire is a masculine element. Um, what else we got? So in terms of the qualities for fire, fire, of course, is heat and dryness. Um, in terms of the traits and, and, and humanity, um, the heat aspect of fire, uh, is the passionate and the driven aspects of us. Um, and also the dry aspect of fire deals, you know, they, they, they kind of, it's kind of like the isolation or the competitive aspect. And it's interesting because we have like different, you know, it's like a composite uh like attributions that you wouldn't really see kind of fit or like make kind of that much sense but they're all i guess to some degree they're all connected in terms of the attributions um like uh for like for like we see for fire like i was saying like isolation um but at the same time they're passionate they're driven they're competitive so it's very it's interesting um fire in terms of the tarot deals with traditionally the wands or i guess sometimes the um sometimes swords um, and yeah, fire deals with on the tree of life, Netzach, which is, I'm sorry, what? Netzach. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and like all, all those Saphir are, it's, it's, he, they're Hebrew words and they all mean something different. I, I, I think, I think, uh, I, I forget what Netzach is off the top. It might be glory. I mean, I think I'm wrong with that, but it might, it might be glory. I think it's actually written in here. I'll look for it real quick. Okay. Yeah. So we have Netzach for fire. And that is, let's see, nine, eight. That is a seventh Sephira. Um, and that's right before Tifereth, which would be equivalent to the spirit on the tree of life. Um, in terms of the four worlds of Kabbalah, fire is attributed with the archetypical world, which is what Atzaluth means. And that's Atzaluth, which is pretty much the highest world in Kabbalah um, underneath the three negative veils of existence. And yep, fire wants for Atzaluth. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I got for fire. Hmm. Fire, 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 fire. Um, fire is super good for divination, if anybody's into that uh, sort of thing. Uh, there's a whole... Oh, what is it called? I forget what it's called, but it, it, it's a complicated word. We're basically... Um, it's a form of divination where you have like a fire um, or a candle or any sort of flame... And judging by the direction the flame goes, the direction the smoke travels, or the form the fire takes, and the images you see within the flames, uh, you you can divine um, questions or potentially prophecy and things like that. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I got for fire. Yep. What we got left? We got water left. Water. Well, we got we got two left. With the big one at the end, but the big yeah, water, left, right? yeah, yeah, water, which is associated with the West. Which, uh, if anybody picks up the Elemental Magic book by DJ Conway, 
Um, water in there is messed up. Um, I actually had to go on to Google and figure out what cardinal direction it was associated because they said it was associated with the South, and then it said the wrong archangel. Uh, mm. So there's like a bit of a typo uh, within that book. Nobody's perfect. So maybe we'll email the author like, hey, <laughs> uh, you repeated yourself on the back end here. Um, the year, right? Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, so water is associated with the West. Uh, the archangel with that is Gabriel. Gabriel. Or Gabriel, however you want yeah, to say well, that. Whatever floats the boat. Um, and it's uh, associated with cups uh, in the tarot. Hmm? Yeah, so in terms of water, we got water, and that deals with the liquid state of matter, if we're going to have an attribution there. Uh, water, in terms of the zodiacal relations, uh, deals with my own personal uh, zodiac sign, Cancer, uh, Scorpio, and Pisces. So those are the water signs. Uh, in terms of gender, the energies uh, of this element, water, is feminine. So I'm unfortunately a feminine man, or fortunately, I'm one of the two. <laughs> Mar- martial arts-wise, uh, it's kind of crazy you say that because martial arts-wise, I, I, I could be wrong, but um, I'm pretty sure the art of wushu is associated mm-hmm. with the water element, which was originally developed for women um, so they could defend themselves while wearing kimono. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's an aspect of gung fu. Yeah, but I, I'll definitely tell you coming from a water element, there's definitely a lot of feminine aspects in terms of like emotions, like definitely living like in the world of emotion or being empathic. Uh, it's also, along those lines. you know, the giver of life. We're all, mm-hmm. we're like 80% water or something like that ourselves. And Yeah, yeah, it's like 60 to 70% along those lines. I think it's 65. They like, it used to tell us growing up like 90% and shit like, and stuff like that. It's, it's not, it's not 90. <laughs> no, no, we it's would like be 65, I believe. We would be very mushy, much more so than we already are. Yeah, we'd be sagging around. <laughs> it would be pretty bad, but, but yeah. Yeah, a significant portion of us, and without water, like, if, if when it comes to life, you know, the rule of three, three minutes without air, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Three days without water, you're dead. Mm hmm. Um, and then three months without food or three weeks, sorry, three, three months. Holy crap. Yeah, three so weeks. Essential, we're, right? we're reptiles. Um, no, uh, three weeks uh, without food, then you're dead. So for water three weeks. Yeah. Man, can you imagine that? I mean, if you look at me, it's been a long time since I've done martial arts. If you look at me, <laughs> I could pull off three weeks. I could probably go for a round. I could probably go for the fourth. I, I could pull off like three hours. I could probably. <laughs> Otherwise, my metabolism like this, starts uh, coming after me. This spare tank here, yeah. I, could, I could probably pull four or five weeks. <laughs> I'd be all right. So the thing is, like, I'll go like three hours without eating. I'm like, damn, man, I need something to eat, dude. I'm dying. I stress eat. Yeah. When I, I get when, I, dude, when I get depressed, mm-hmm. like that's my that's my coping mechanism is, is food. Yeah. But um. Yeah, it's it's a really bad habit. But food makes you feel so good on the inside. It's hard. It's hard not to to eat. You know, at least like shit here in America. I mean, um, it's it's uh, it's all over the place. High fructose corn syrup and everything, monosodium glutamate and everything. We got sodium levels through the roof. I mean, there's it's we're hyper competitive. You have no time to sit. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I rough. Mean, in, in it's the rough. last in the last two days, uh, I've I've had a uh, a little bit of soda here and there, mm-hmm. but uh, for the for the most part. Um, High fructose corn syrup, not really a big player in my life, which I'm pretty yeah. glad for. It used to be. It yeah. used to be a big thing, but uh, we have so much sugar and all this. Like, I even bake my own bread for the most part now just so I can mm-hmm. avoid the sugar. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I consciously cut out high fructose corn syrup like seven years ago, I think. Seven or eight years ago at this point. Soda and mm-hmm. everything like that. And but, um, it definitely, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, that's, a, that's a dangerous substance. It's super addictive. You, you, it's go, you super get headache. addictive. You get headaches and stuff when you stop taking it in. Yeah. Um. But uh, my my, vo- my vice is mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah, that's some good stuff. That is my comfort food, and it's also filling. 
Like it really, it really stuffs you up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I can eat a lot of it. Can you? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's a little loaded with starch and carbs, but it's like... No, it's not good for you at all. No, no, no but it... Oh. Sweet potatoes are really good for you. That's like one of the healthiest foods on the planet for it, us. I love sweet potatoes, too. So Mashed good. sweet potatoes, bomb. Mm-hmm. I also like to make like a little... Uh, like they, they, they use... They use sweet potatoes for like a pumpkin pie substitute. So I, I, I like to like make a... Um, I like to make like... Uh, sweet potato and just like put cinnamon all over it and it tastes kind of it's kind of like a very resembling a pumpkin pie so anyone out there who's kind of health conscious and who loves pumpkin pie who doesn't want to feel guilty and actually eat something really healthy instead i highly suggest you get some sweet potatoes make those I mean, beautiful things i've never heard pour of some a, cinnamon on them i've never heard of it as a substitute for for pumpkin pie but i have mm-hmm. heard of it uh as just sweet potato pie sweet potato pie is, is amazing yeah it's, it's really good. so good it's really good yeah so but yeah, I guess you know. Aside from that, I, I love talking about food. I mean, it's it's a uh, nutrition. Well, you need water to get the me. food. You need water to get the food. <laughs> it's relevant. Yeah. So, all right. Coming back to the element of water, we got. Um, yeah. So we talked about the zodiacal relations. I'm a water sign. We got that. Uh, in terms of the ge- the uh, gender energies for water, water is feminine. So there's that. In terms of the qualities of the element of uh, water, we have coldness and moisture. Uh, traits within us. Uh, for water, uh, the cold aspect deals with passivity and introversion, and I I definitely can uh, vouch for that. I'm extremely introverted, <laughs> and the moist aspect is they strive for understanding and empathetic, and I completely completely align with that. My whole life's about understanding as many truths as possible, and and the empath the empathy aspect of me is is almost is almost unwieldy sometimes uh, out in the wild. <laughs> so so that's definitely a truth as well. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, so the tarot correspondences of water is cups. I think CJ mentioned that before as well. Um, in the lesser branching ritual, the pentagram water deals with, you already mentioned it, Gabrielle, and that's, um, the West behind you, uh, dealing with the LBRP and the season that could be associated with, uh, Gabrielle and the, um, the West that could be, uh, the season is fall. And I think I skipped over the, the fire and the season of course for that is summer and mikael wears a red robe um so that's that just deals with that specific ritual in general um in terms of the tree of life uh water deals with hode and hode is the eighth sephira on the tree of life um in terms of the four worlds of the kabbalah we had mentioned already Atzaluth, which deals with fire which is the first archetypical world um two we have bria which deals with water. Um, and then Yadzira deals with air. Asiya deals with earth. So those are the four worlds. We just covered all those now. Um, yes, yeah, so we got the tree of life. We got the tarot. Um, and that's, and that's yep, that's what I got for water. Yeah. Uh, I guess the last one we're going to talk about then is spirit. Spirit. With the ether. Yeah, ether, void, whatever, looking, nothingness. Whatever you're looking at there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have a tarot association. Uh, the archangel associated with that is Metatron. Metatron. It's my favorite. I do like Metatron. Metatron's cool. I love Metatron. The scribe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to be reading the book of Enoch fairly soon. Um, it's on my list. Yeah. I, I, anyone who's, who's interested in the, the books of Enoch, there's three of them. Um, the, uh, a good author 
is Joseph Lumpkin. I think I mentioned him before. Yeah, he, he has a great exposition on on the three books of Enoch, and he has additive stuff at the end of the book, too. It's yeah. great. It's a very interesting read. I'm, it's, I'm very, it's very interesting. I'm currently reading the first uh, novel in the Shadowrun series because I've been reading so much informational material that I needed to take a break and read a story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be reading the book of ne- Enoch after that. Um, yeah, for you guys who, who, who don't know, um, the, the Archangel Metatron in certain lore is said to be the the prophet Enoch spoken of in the Bible. Um, once he ascended up to godhood and was no more, he pretty much um, meshed with God and was pretty much one of God's top angels in a lot of a lot of lore. So you know, Metatron's the, the scribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is where you get Metatron's the, cube from. The great grandfather of Noah. I'm not sure of his, uh, his genealogy. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's the great grandfather of Noah. I'm pretty sure that's where that was. Okay. Um, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like 85% sure. Okay. That says what that is. Yeah. But um, the I, I didn't talk about too many of the spirits. Actually, I didn't talk about really any of the spirits and the deities associated with each element. And believe me, they are there and they are numerous. If I remember correctly, I think the earth element deals with the gnomes. I think the water deals with the undines. I think air deals with satyrs. And Zephyrs. I think is it Zephyrs? Zephyrs, yeah. Even though it's spelled S-A-T-Y-R-S? No, no, it's Z-E-P-H-Y-R. Uh, depends on, it's one of those tradition things. Well, they're, they're two different things. Uh, Seder, Seders are um, the little forest guys. Uh, huh. What are they, like half goat or something like that? But, okay, uh, all right. But well, uh, anyway, yeah, Zephyrs. And then, and then there's a female one I can't remember the name of. All right, and then fire deals with salamanders. And those are the spirits that I know of that uh, traditionally, at least in the Western mystery tradition, that they... A tribute to the four elements. And, you know, the, the elements aren't spirits in general, but there's just elemental spirits. And these elemental spirits are, they're just um, spirits or entities that are comprised of only one element. So that's why it's important mm-hmm. to balance these things within. Because if you if you deal with, you know, certain elementals, they can really mess up your energy or your, your, your psychological construct because they're made of one, um, pretty much you're just, they're just made of one element, you know? So it's... um. Yeah, it's, just, it's uh, not like us, like how we're, how we're made of four. There are the occasional spirits that are, are, are a combination of two. Um, I don't know any offhand, though. But, the, yeah, those are, those are definitely the main spirits you went over, but, mm-hmm. and there's a slew of them. But Justin, yeah, just in that book, that. I'm bringing it up again, Elemental Magic by DJ Conway. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's like eight, nine different spirits listed for each element and a description of what they are and what they help out with. Okay. Um. And then, uh, but yeah, but the, the, the spirits that are associated with, uh, um, uh, this, well, the, the element of spirit is, are angels and archangels. And then there's light and dark animals for each element. I didn't bring any of those up because those were numerous as well. But, uh, for this one, it's, uh, white and black dragons. White and black dragons. Yeah. This is the associated animals with the, uh, element of spirit. That's cool. That's different. I thought I thought that was interesting. Yeah, because we yeah. did um, well, back, just just harking back to uh, a previous episode we did, we uh, we interviewed an author uh, on here. Um, wonderful, wonderful interview we did, but she um, uh, did dragon magic. Yeah, no, that was great. Yeah, with um, Leandra Witchwood. Yes. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, so if you want, yeah, if you want to hear that. It's actually one of our more popular episodes. Um, you can go back and listen to that. Um, yeah, so- or, if, or if you guys are interested in Dragon Magic or Kitchen Magic or just checking her out. She has a lot of products. She, she does a lot of good work. She has a website, and her name once more is Leandra Witchwood. 
I think it's leandrowichwood.com. I could be wrong, but you know, you just type I, it I'm pretty Google. sure, yeah. And yeah, then she's uh, great. Yeah, like a bunch of books and stuff. Shout out. My very first book on witchcraft was by her. Yeah, and even reading it, you know, before that episode that we did, it's definitely very concise. It goes over a lot of different aspects of things. And I was I've read a lot of books and it was definitely really good. And it was a good read. I definitely suggest it to people who are involved in witchcraft. Just, you know, getting involved with, you know, um, I guess esotericism or magic in general. It's um it's, it was a really good book. So mm-hmm. yeah. Quick shout out to her. <laughs> Never mind doing that. Yeah. But uh but yeah, that's that's pretty much what I have for yeah. spirit. Yeah, in terms of spirit, I have a couple of things that comes to the top of my head. Spirit um, deals with the element of spirit deals with the top point of the pentacle or pentagram. Uh, spirit, uh, I guess to some degree, if you want to attribute it on the tree of life, um, it, I guess to some some degree it can resonate with Kether, the the first Sephira on the tree of life, which uh, attributed to Kether is um, Metatron. Um, See who else we got, and and uh, and Sad Guru, who's who's a great who's a who's a, who's a great mystic. Um, Sad Guru, I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of Sad Guru, but if you guys like listening to people talk, like mystical, like like mystic speaking or you know, spiritual leaders uh, speaking, I highly suggest you guys check out Sad Guru. <laughs> he's great. He's not sad. He's great. <laughs> his, and and you know, if you type his name into YouTube, uh, the spelling of his name is S A D H. G-U-R-U. Um, he's pretty well known uh, in the spiritual community, and uh, he has a lot of great insights on a lot of different matters. Um, and Sadguru, when talking about the elements, uh, he speaks about um, spirit being the element of space. And he says that, you know, when you tap into these things within our own psyche uh, or within our own ent- our own being, then it deals with the mystical dimensions, you know, that which transcends our, our consciousness um, and things along those lines. But he says that you can live well balancing the rest. And this is the whole, uh, the rest of the elements within us, that is. And this is the whole aspect of alchemy. Um, to some degree, you use like mind, body, and spirit and balancing the elements within to, you know, create the philosopher, uh, philosopher's stone, uh, the, refined, the refined man, bringing the higher to the lower, um, purifying, uh, uh, purifying, balancing, and cleansing all the elements within so that you're completely refined and fortified so that the external energies within the world or other people don't affect your, or you have more of a, a balanced uh, internal state so that you're, you're more of a, pretty much more of an adept and, and pretty much more, um, a lot more, com- just more sturdy of, of an indiv- individual psychologically, energetically, um, and even physically. Um, Cause you know, mind, body, spirit's all connected. Um, but Sakuru talks about the elements within the human being in this specific manner. He says that the body is 72 percent water um the it's 12 percent earth six percent air four percent fire and six percent space so we got more space in us than fire <laughs> according to this so that's interesting sort of makes, sort of makes sense mm-hmm. yeah i guess i mean i mean i guess when you break us down it's just space in between the the particles and we mm-hmm. just breathe in the air it was crazy i didn't talk about the cardinal direction for spirit which is straight up this be north right no it's straight up it's not north, south, east, north. It's just up, hmm. which kind of makes sense, like because it's like uh, spirits also associated with like like uh, the primal ingredient, uh, yeah, for existence. So if you think like like spirit like comes down, hits, and poof, goes off in the four different cardinal directions, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just um, I know Metatron deals with Kether, so that's that would make sense. And in terms of the LBRP, the the, the lesser banishing ritual that I that I, that I perform 
deals with, and this is kind of an iteration from Damien Eccles, which is an amazing, amazing ceremonial magician. A lot of great work. I highly recommend his books to anybody getting involved in this, specifically his first book. Um, his first book, but yeah, it's evading my mind at this point. And he has another one called Angels and Archangels, A Magician's Guide. That was his second work. But that's not a book you're going to want to read until you read the first. Um, and I, can't, I, really, I really honestly can't think of it right now. But anyway, Damien Eccles, his first book is, is, is an essential, awesome book. Yeah, here it is. It's called High Magic. Uh, something around the, the, the subtitle is like the, the spiritual practices that got me by while I was on death row. And he's, he's free now. But um, in, in, in his book, he spoke about how um, in death row, uh, he was in a solitary, um, solitary cell for nine years. And in there, he, he studied under the Zen master. He, he kind of, he was in, he was dealt with ceremonial magic the whole time. And he claims that magic was a big reason he got out. Um, and he was innocent. So, and, and he would, his cell would be his, his sanctuary. He, he would talk about it. and he would just practice magic like all day, every day, the whole time. So this guy knows what he's talking about. And he made a certain change to the lesser branching ritual, the pentagram that I was like, Hmm, I'll, I'll try that out. I had been doing this for a long time, the specific ritual. Um, and you know, you do usually deal with in front of you, um, the element of, uh, in terms of the invocations of the archangels and you start by facing East. So that deals with Raphael and it deals with air. And then behind you, it deals with Gabriel and that deals with water, um, to, uh, the south, you deal with uh, Mikael, and that deals with fire. And then to the north, you deal with Ariel, and that deals with earth. Um, but he made certain customizations to that lesser banishing ritual, the pentagram. And um, he ended up putting Metatron above above you. Um, and then Sandalphon below you. And Sandalphon, for you guys who don't know, is the Archangel of Malkuth. Um, so he's kind of set below you. Um, and it kind of creates this six-sided complete per protection because uh, you have the four archangels that surround you of the four cardinal corners and then you put metatron above uh you know divinity and then sandalphon below and uh if anyone who 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 deals with this ritual i would and it's kind of like digressing a little bit but i would still i would highly suggest um looking into that iteration of that ritual because ever since i put metatron above and sandalphon below in terms of the invocations it i feel the ritual has been much more powerful um, I feel it's, it really adds a lot more to it. Um, and a lot of just different, uh, dimensions to the whole ritual. Um, but yeah, aside from that, Metatron, it, it, yeah, it's, it deals with, it's just kind of just like, uh, closest, one of the closest angels to God in a lot of lore. So, so even psychologically, it, it adds a lot in terms of the, of that actual practice. But I think I digress a lot here. So it's, it's hard to not digress when you talk about the elements because no the it's elements like, <laughs> are the base of everything yeah no it's like you like think of an element it's like okay you can go here you can go here oh yeah that pops up oh yeah that pops up it, okay. that's 100 <laughs> like everybody who's listening to our episode right now like they did not mention any sort of spell work i did that on purpose yeah we're just talking about the elements in, in, in because general right now when it comes with the spells associated with each individual element it's it, it goes all over the place yeah, that's why we, we briefly touched upon in terms of initiation systems, how they typically go to Earth first, um, or at least in the main ones, they'll go to Earth, and then they'll go to, I believe, um, Air and Yasod. I could be wrong, it's either Earth, it's either Air or Water. But they, they, they deal with, um, in terms of Malkuth, they'll deal with the, the Earth element, and the second one, like I said, Yasod, I believe, is Air, then they'll deal with Hod, which, which is Water. 
but I do know for sure that NETSAC deals with fire. Have, so it goes from like the, the most dense element to the most refined. You have the candle colors that are associated with each element, depending mm-hmm. on what you're going to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, the different tools, you know, that you're going to use. Uh, e- each of the uh, tools uh, utilized within, uh, you know, on your altar is associated with, with an element, um, which is very related to the tarot. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of self-explanatory there. And the tarot is related to the tree of life, and then just everything just starts coming together. Yeah, so if you guys are sitting there right now going, man, they skipped a lot. Yeah, we did, and we're still at 55 minutes right now. So <laughs> Yeah, um, the whole magic aspect in dealing with the elements is a whole other, you know, that's a whole other thing. So that this this this, this will run on really long. Our, our whole goal today was just kind of try to get like a... A concise little overview of of what the you know prime elements really are and their attributions and things along those lines. Because when it gets to the magic and stuff like that, then we're dealing with like psychology and then there's the beings of the elements and then there's you know it, there's a lot of different processes and meditations mm-hmm. and this and that and left and right. And, it's a know, big deal with just, initiation. Yeah. So today we're just we're just getting that on the line and and we got that. But it's interesting because like I was saying how how the elements express themselves differently in different people. Like different people they can have different associations with them with the elements or different colors that works better for them or or you know so it's it's not like a solidified thing. At the end of the day these are these are symbols and representations of things that are. Um and they're not necessarily that which is. It's just a nice yeah. organization structure as with the tree of life as with all these things. You know, we're we're trying to simplify and put into a program in a, a 3d human form you know the all you know the, the right. universe and the ascension of consciousness and it, so it's like it's not all set in stone it's not it, all set in stone it's generalized i mean a good mm-hmm. example of that is i'm a sagittarius which is associated with fire mm-hmm. and while a lot of the qualities uh, associated with fire um make sense for me in general i do affiliate and i feel more connected to the air element uh in, in my own practice so Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in my own things that I do, I'm always, I'm just drawn to the air element. Yeah, that's interesting too. You know, yeah. And when you look at the qualities of the air element, it's 100% on point with me. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, the way I am, my attitudes about things and whatnot. Maybe you've just been lied to. Maybe you're actually born in a different month and your whole life's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think of that? <laughs> um, you know, of all the goofy things my mother has done my entire life, <laughs> I don't think she messed that particular one up. All right, so that's off the list. Just trying to find reasons for that. <laughs> switch the babies to the hospitals? No. I mean, because we do know the, the the zodiac attributions, everything is always 100% perfect. So yeah. There's something wrong with that. Yeah, when you pull up your horoscope in the newspaper, yeah. never wrong. Never wrong. <laughs> always on point. Um, but... but I mean, I'm, I am, I, I am a Sagittarius at times when it comes to yeah. my attitude, my stubbornness. But I, I really do associate. Like, I can let, I can let stuff roll off my shoulders, no problem. People like mm-hmm. this horrible and disappointing thing just happened. I'd be like, all right. It's like, well, that's just how it is. Well, that's just how it is. I, I, Can't do I, anything about it. And it, this happens almost every single day. You know, someone would be like, oh, um, like. You know, like I'll get a food order screwed up or something will happen at the job or something like that. And I'll just be like, oh, okay. Like, all right, well, where, where do we move forward here from here? And they'll be like, really? You're not going to, you're not going to go say something to them about that. You're not going to, you're not going to go back in there and make demands. I'm just like, no, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, it just it is what it is. Well, Which is, that's a very air attitude to have. Like except things you cannot change. I just, I mean, I could, I could go in there and be a whole butthead about it. And, yeah. 
you know, really embrace that fire <laughs> element and be like, hey, you start flaming you know, with really passion. Just get in there all aggressive, but like, uh, yeah. and maybe it's maybe it's just because it's easier for me. Which I mean, I I I don't know if that's a positive or a negative thing, but it's just like it it's easier to just accept things. I'm not gonna let everything go, but most stuff I'm just. All right. Well, I think I think it's the proper attitude to have. I mean, like I think that I try to allow. I mean, for me, I kind of go by that serenity prayer, you know, which I love that prayer. I forget who wrote it, but you know, accept the things you gotta change. Wisdom to know the difference, you know. Um. So yeah, if you can't change something, ultimately, what's the point of worrying about it? Although you know, telling myself that doesn't matter because I still worry about everything anyway. <laughs> so I worry about a lot. I do. I worry about lots of stuff too. Yeah, the anxiety runs real deep. I'm really good but at anyway. ex- accepting the actions of other people and mm-hmm. accepting my situations for what they are. And yeah. Just trying to keep a level head moving forward and just mm-hmm. going with it and seeing where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's healthy. I think it's good. Um, I guess one more thing I have to say about the elements and, and just is just a, a different tradition uh, in Chinese. They have um, a different, a different element system and theirs is wood fire earth metal and water and it's interesting because they're not necessarily what makes up all things to them in a sense it's kind of like deals with just like the energies and the transitions and interactions of different states between different things and like one's more superior to the other and one dominates the other and they all interact with each other and there's like a hierarchical aspect to them and what you could see is like definitely a lot different in terms of uh perception compared to these um these you know, earth air water fire so so yeah uh, i guess a brief overview uh in terms of all this stuff if you want a fun and entertaining basic education on the uh attributes of each element including the chinese ones that you just brought up mm-hmm. this is about to sound really bad but you can watch avatar the last airbender yeah no yeah he, that deals with all the elements right i've never seen it but yeah, like just seeing it, the symbols they, and the signs they, and stuff it's very they utilize right? gung fu uh styles for each and thing um they're very very good and when they when they write and they script their characters and they create these personas they're mm-hmm. very very good at sticking to uh the personality attributes of those individual elements and then um, when you move through that show and then you get to its sequel series, Korra, um, they introduce the Chinese elements. And they, oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then um, at the end of the first season, they introduced the fifth element of spirit. Hmm. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's at the end of the first season of Korra, they introduced the, uh, the element of spirit. But like, it, it's definitely a show for kids. Yeah. But it's also a very strong introduction into kind of the elements and what they're associated with and just like the personalities you can and the the personality traits you can attribute to each uh, element and the thought patterns they're really really good at at uh, illustrating the thought patterns of of the uh the elements and whatnot so if you want to mm. entertain yourself and catch a mild education in the series of elements there you go it's an old nickelodeon cartoon from my childhood yeah also uh yeah also from for for your child if you want to you know raise him up on magic you know you can also show him blippy because Blippy oh my God. had a whole episode on making a talisman. Well, not a whole episode, but he had a part of his episode making a talisman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah go, go, show, go, go watch some Blippy or go show We're, your kids some Blippy. We were watching that episode, and, like, you're coming by, there's, like, ancient Egyptian scrolls on the wall, and then the crystals and it's crystal okay, what's, grids what's behind that. There's a list, and then they have this, like, altar board where they create talismans, and they yeah. even call it's a magic, it's necklace, a magic necklace. And he goes invisible, and they have to say the magic words. And yeah. you, more than one episode of Blippy. Uh, utilizes esoteric and uh, metaphysical 
things and y- y- until you really start getting into that into that world you don't really notice it not not at all not and, at all and it's and just it's like it's, in everything it's just entertainment you know and then and then you start learning about these things and i will be sitting on the couch and i'll be like oh look at that and everyone will be like uh, i actually took a screenshot of blippy the one day <laughs> and i posted it to facebook and, crazy. and i was like hey everybody look what your kids are watching because i thought it was cool and yeah. everyone was like, oh, well, that just looks like cheap plastic jewelry. Well, it is. It's like, yeah, what? But, yeah, but that's not the point. The idea behind it. He literally right. says it's a magical necklace. Like, and and like it looks the, like a talisman. They, they, they select specific beads and gemstones and color patterns and all this stuff. And there's, yeah. there's so much going on in that show. Um, and he brings it like, oh, it's, it's magic powder. And watch how it turns the water. And... You know, which sounds like a really basic and fun kid thing to do, but that's the basis of alchemy. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We all, every last one of us was in the bathroom combining the shampoos, conditioners, and various soaps to make the magic potion. Every last one of us was doing that, you know, (laughs) and that's the spirit of alchemy in itself, you know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Blippi, Blippi has a lot of metaphysical things going on in that show yeah that aladdin i guess aladdin's another one too to some degree oh yeah with the jambian stuff yeah that with yeah. the gin you could you can you can uh gin gin are uh, i think oh, the not good people i think the they're Islam. i think they're not good spirits i think they're an element uh an air spirit i think might maybe earth i thought they were just general evil bad spirits and, uh, they're not the necessarily they're not necessarily religion. evil you can bind them to like a ring or like a lamp and which is how you get Elan's gd in the lamp and like if you bind them to something they have to obey your orders they're not f- fans of that situation uh but they can there's like four or five different types of jinn and some of them are jerks mm. you're um, talking about like the islam religion there's yeah. four or five different ones yeah yeah, oh, yeah, um, yeah. I'll show you. I show you in the book when we get out of here. But yeah, that's um, cool. That's there. Yeah, I but that. uh, I had one in my house once. It was not a nice one. It made our my son will not sleep in his own bed to this day. Thank you, Jin, that was in my house. <laughs> I, I have a three year old that won't sleep on his own. Damn you, Jin. Yo, he really screwed that up for me. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, Lori came through. Yeah. Yeah, and no, nobody Lori. here, everyone here went, Lori, who's Lori? Me and Mike know Lori. Lori's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. But she helped me out. She's a that. witch. But, uh, yeah, she blessed the whole house. Mm-hmm. There were so many LBRPs being performed that day. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, coming back to the LBRP. Yeah, I love the LBRP. That's great. But, yeah, I mean, be, I mean yeah, but there's a whole series of like, elemental, like, when it comes to the elements, there's a whole series of spirits. There's the main focus spirits. There's the ones you start with. There's ones you don't, you don't invoke. I mean, uh, some people might dabble, but you're really asking for trouble. Um, uh, actually, in the book, <laughs> we'll bring it up again, Elemental Magic by uh, DJ Conway. Um, one of the meditations described in there takes you to the, to the land of Jinn for you to meet the Jinn. Uh, and have a conversation <laughs> with them about it. But uh, weird. Yeah, um, it's definitely, it's all, it's uh, that, all very Just my experience with Jin, that would scare the hell out of me trying to do that. I, I wouldn't personally do it, but hey, if it's for you, it's for you. Yeah, you better have like a strong Merkaba or a strong light body or so, strong, some type of aura or whatever you got to do to do that. There's like, a pre, there's like a pre-meditational process in there for uh, attaining uh, protection before you go on these uh, yeah. metaphysical meditation-fueled trance journey things. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. They call it meditations, but it really it really feels like spirit walking. Spirit, excur- spirit excursions. Uh, yeah, like when I... <laughs> When I was spirit reading it, it really felt like spirit journey, spirit walking, whatever yeah, you want to call that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I've got on the elements. Yeah. So, so to recap all these things, I'm just going to like kind of 
kind of throw it all together. Um, these elements, uh, they comprise things within the universe and they comprise everything in man as we are the microcosm and the universe is the macrocosm. Um, in alchemy, they're in alchemy, um, in initiatory systems, the elements are bal balanced within man, within the psychology of man, um, to 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 harmonize, balance, cleanse, and and yeah, just to harmonize and and balance out everything within to make us more fortified from the energies in the world without, and to allow us to handle and sense and understand ourselves and the universe much more in depth. Um, all the all the elements uh, have certain attributions. They have whether it be. Um, uh, it could be, it could be the zodiacal signs. It could be the the, the gender aspects of male and female uh, of the elements. Um, there's uh, different zodiacal traits for each one of them. If I already mentioned that, um, they are affiliated with the tree of life. They're affiliated with the tarot, um, and they're affiliated with the worlds of the uh, the Kabbalah. Kabbalah. So it's either Kabbalah or Kabbalah is how people pronounce it. <laughs> I always try. I I always try to say Kabbalah and Kabbalah sometimes come out. And sometimes a mixture of the two comes out. Um, what else we got? But yeah, essentially they're they are in terms of the esoteric realm. They're they're pretty much found throughout and throughout a lot of the main devices that are employed. Um, and in terms of magical implements, they're they're attributed to magical elements and ceremonial magic. At least some of them. Um, and yeah, and there's different beings attributed to each, and left and right, and up and down. And I'm trying to really think if that's really about it. I think that's I think that's really about it. It's a, a pretty strong, a pretty good, strong summary. Yeah, a little little intro. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And again, if y'all feel like uh, reaching out to us, you know, you rewind to the front of the episode. We got all our information up there, uh, or you can uh, check our description. I, I include uh, well, um, pretty much every way to to get a hold of us within the descriptions uh, of the episodes. Um, if you have any questions or you want to make corrections, feel free to reach out to us. We're not infallible and we do make mistakes. Definitely make mistakes. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, May, tune in next week. Um, any idea what we're doing next week? No, I mean, I had an idea to potentially do the, maybe the 12 Zodiac signs, things involving that. Um, if you'd like uh, to hear, 100%, if, 100%. You, if you'd like to hear about the 12 Zodiac signs. Hit us up, mystery.stone.podcast on Instagram. Because <laughs> uh, if, uh, if that's something you guys want to hear about, we'll do it. Yeah, it's either that or Egypt or, or man, what else did we have? We had um, an endless sea endless of sea possible of subjects to talk about. Yeah, or just even, even any, uh, if you guys have any, any, any ideas. Send us an idea. Send us a, you know, we'll, we'll give we'll give a shout out. We'll give a whatever. You know what I mean? If you guys have any interesting ideas, let us know. Yeah, if you have a specific thing that. you want to, we'll be like, hey, this idea was submitted by so-and-so, and we will thank you personally. Of course. Yeah. All right. And uh, besides that, um, thanks for listening. Yeah. And, you know, tune in next week. And we look forward to interacting with you again. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Blessed be. Take care.